Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to our final conversation with of 2020. We're joined today by Pauline Bellick of IWD, and today's session is titled Digitizing the Visual Merchandising Experience. Uh, for those unaware, before we jump in, IWD is a retail software company driven by merchandising excellence with four locations worldwide and a pile of very impressive clients. Uh, the likes of Allbirds, Patagonia, Le Levi's, 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 the North Face, etc. cetera. Uh, point is, they know what they're doing. And Pauline, our guest, is the director of their Los Angeles location. She's here to share how her team has helped clients digitize their visual merchandising process during this unprecedented wild year. Uh, Pauline, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining. Hi, Terrence. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. And before we get started, how are you doing? I'm good, all things considered. All good. And you're yeah. over Pacific time, so she's waking up early for this. Yes, I'm used to it, so no worries here. <laughs> Great. Um, so, Pauline, before we actually get started on the topic, uh, I'm always fascinated to understand what our guests are doing during COVID to challenge themselves, learn books they may be reading. Uh, have you had anything that stood out for you so far in 2020? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I've actually started reading again, which feels really great. Yeah. I used to, to read a lot and then, you know, I had a I had a kid and so I stopped reading. And you know, this year with nothing to do in the evening really. Um yeah, I've started reading again. So I'm reading books by Maya Angelou right now, which mm. I'm I'm in love. I think she's one of the best writers I've ever read and it's so inspirational as well um, in these times. So highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned a kid. I don't know how you do it. I have a one-year-old daughter and I can't do anything <laughs> but sleep. So if I have a break and I'm reading, I can only get through a page before falling asleep. <laughs> mine, mine is a good sleeper. So I'm lucky with that. So yeah. yes, you are good. You, you're going to hear her at some point today, actually. That's fine. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, uh, next question for you is, is very simply, I'm always fascinated to learn about a memorable experience you may have had as a consumer, uh, right? Really switching the side uh, and, and talking about our own experiences as a consumer. Uh, have you had any engagement that was particularly memorable or uh, for a good or a bad reason? Yes, definitely. There's actually a couple I can think of. Um, they're kind of related to one another. Mm. Uh, they have to do with the secondhand market. Uh, it's something that I'm really interested in as a consumer. And one of the best experiences I've had with, is with actually Patagonia, which it's one of our clients, but it doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, they have on their website a worn wear program. Yeah, I've heard that. Yes, and it's really great. It's basically any consumers can send any used Patagonia gear back to them, and then they will resell it on their own website after sort of checking it and cleaning it and so on. And then you can also, as a consumer, buy secondhand uh, products from the brand and everything is in great shape. And they do a really good job at making it easy to send it to them and then send it back to you. So mm. it's really great. I think it's really inspiring for brands to do that. And I think more and more we start leaning into that way. Yeah, sustainability um, is important, right? Yes, yeah. I think so. And I mean, they are kind of at the forefront of that, right? It's one of the first brands to to have tried 
doing things like that and i think they are doing such a great job um yeah yeah so that was that was a really good experience uh and then i've also recently discovered the app offer up which is you know kind of like craigslist uh oh. but just an app and it's the ui the ux is amazing on this app actually it's something that you can actually get addicted to um, and it's, it makes it very easy to buy and sell also secondhand stuff from people around you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've enjoyed that. And I've actually found amazing things like gifts for my husband's birthday, stuff like that oh, on there. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with OfferUp. Uh, I am familiar with the Patagonia Warren Wear program. And I'm frankly, I'm waiting for something to be, cause I love the brand personally. Uh, and I'm waiting for something to feel destroyed enough that I'm okay sending it back. <laughs> I'm the type, of, I'll keep anything forever. Yeah, and it's going to take you a while because their stuff is so resistant. You yeah. never send it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, what have you learned about yourself as a consumer as well, right? Uh, and I bring this next point up because uh, thinking about, uh, you know, reducing my ordering for the supply chain, right? Uh, we've talked about how I've tried to reduce orders. I've even mentioned in the past, I now quiz my wife on what she has ordered. And if she mm -hmm. doesn't know what it is and can't remember what it is, she can't open it up. <laughs> I don't actually enforce it. That won't get anywhere. But we've done little things in my house. Have you done anything different as a consumer during 2020, during this big transformation? Yes, for sure. I think uh, for me, the big lesson is that less is more, mm. for sure. Um, I think we've all spent time this year editing our, our homes. Uh, cleaning our closets. Personally, I haven't been buying so much new stuff. Um, and I started a rule as well here is that we only can buy something new if something comes out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, like clothes and books, um, just so we don't have too many. Books is a bit different, like some of them you want to keep them, right? But um, yeah, so we've started doing that. And I think it just made you realize that you don't need so much stuff. And when you're home so much, you realize that having too much stuff can actually be annoying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, reducing clutter is key. Uh, so let's get to the point, uh, uh, Pauline. And, and thank you so much again for your time. I think it would be helpful for our viewers to uh, get a quick history of IWD, your value, what you folks are accomplishing uh, as a starting point. Yes, definitely. So IWD is, as you can hear, is a French company. Um, I've been with the company for 10 years, but they've been around for about 12. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really a visual merchandising software. So it has two bricks, two main bricks to the software. One is more for visual merchandising guidelines design, and the other one for visual merchandising communication uh, between the head office and the field. So people in the stores or visiting the stores. Mm. And just maybe a little uh, short definition about visual merchandising and, and the way that we work with brands. Uh, so visual merchandising is really the, both the art and the science of displaying products in a physical store in a way that will appeal the consumer and increase the sales ultimately. Uh, the software that we provide help the brand basically showcase what the stores should look like for the next season the next collection, uh, the next store opening, and so on. So they use 2D and 3D technology okay. and basically recreate the store. So I like to give the analogy of The Sims. I don't know if you use that, uh, if you played that game before. Yes, 
uh, but it's kind of you now where you kind of put instead of your house you recreate your store right right but put your floor plan and then all the fixtures and then you put all the products so that you show the people in the store and the people in the field what the store is going to look like mm. uh, in a few months basically now pauline are you this meticulous at home even have you meticulously placed that guitar over your left shoulder <laughs> uh, no, I okay. wish I had the idea of doing that, but yeah. that's my husband. <laughs> um, now, I, I know we talked about you had a video demo that you wanted to discuss at one point. Is that something you want to share? Um, yeah, definitely. I can show you very brief, but sure. just so everything that I just said kind of um, makes sense hmm. to people. And so let me go ahead and share it. Share if she needs to, okay. But it's. We've got Fritz on backup to help too, Pauline. So take your time. All right, should be good, yeah. It's brief, but it will show you basically what I mean. Um, so this is the, the visual merchandising software called Display. Oh, cool, okay. And so it's just like drag and drop in 2D and then in 3D, uh, here you go, about building a store. Yeah, I can and see the analogy with Sims now. That makes right? sense, yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of 3D, especially uh, from here, from the West Coast. We work with a lot of all the brands you mentioned, Patagonia, mm. the North Face, Vans, and so on, Levi's. Uh, they all use that to recreate their, their stores in 3D. Yeah, really cool. Uh, and I could see you were able to make mannequins dance before. Uh, so it's uh, this is neat. It's <laughs> so, so interesting. I imagine, too, Pauline, during the context of COVID, uh, things have changed for some of these pretty seriously. Um, yes. What have you seen? So, you know, it's been quite an interesting year because, um, and I'm sure you remember that day as well, but I, I remember re really clearly Friday the 13th of March, mm -hmm. and it was a Friday the 13th. I'm not superstitious, but I could sense something was coming. Uh, we were all at the office with my team and having an almost normal day. Um, we had lunch all together, it was really nice. And then the news came that Patagonia was closing all their stores. Ah, oh, right, yes. And they were one of the first brands to close everything. And so we were like, okay, that's interesting, you know, and we're sure if they do that, then more, more will follow. Wow. Um, so anyway, we all hugged each other, <laughs> which sounds crazy now. Uh, and then we all went back home and we haven't really been back at the office since. Um, mm. But in terms of our clients, we were like, okay, seeing everyone closing one after the other, all their stores. Mm. And so to be honest with you, March and April were a little scary to say the yeah. least for retail and especially, especially physical retail, just everything was closed. So we were having a lot of conversation with our clients and asking them like, how can we help you? And is there anything that we can do uh, to help you? And I think what really helped is that everyone was so optimistic about it's gonna open again, right? right. Um, sure. And they knew that they had to prepare for reopening and they had to be ready for that. So we definitely helped them with reopening strategies and making sure that their stores were compliant in a way with the new norms. Yeah. And then also, <clears throat> um, yeah, more recently, they've kind of found ways, new ways of using the software that have been pretty interesting to mm. us to see. Uh, I think times like this call for 
being creative even right. more than usual. And so we've had brands use our tool as almost a showroom. Hmm. Uh, they were conducting sales meetings online now that everything, you know, everything was remote. Everyone was working online. So a lot of clients, especially uh, Levi's is a, a good example of them, yeah. was doing sales meeting online and they were using the software to show the new collection to their wholesale buyers. Ah, okay. So, uh, and, and obviously where and how they would position it when they reopen as well? or exactly. how they... Oh, yes. cool. Exactly. So most of our fashion clients have actually been relying on the software even more uh, mm. during the past few months. So that has been super interesting for us to witness and to also accompany them with doing that. Yeah. Um, so brands that were uploading only, you know, 75% of their collection to the software before are now uploading everything because mm. they just need to prepare everything in more digital way. So that has been super interesting. Um, another side of COVID, then we, we used to work a lot with uh, makeup brands, uh, among yeah. beauty brands. And as you may know, makeup is having a really rough time right now. Um, right. Everyone, Everyone has been wearing makeup for nine months, right? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, even when I dress up a little bit, my wife will look at me and wonder what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yes. So to be out of sweatpants and to have makeup on is, uh, you know, right? wow, right. Yeah, so all these brands have been having um, a rough time. And so we used to work a lot with makeup brands and not that much anymore, but you know, fashion has taken over. So all in all, it's been um, it's been a pretty good year for us, uh, just because of also ways that our clients have used the software in a different perspective. And yeah, that's definitely something that uh, we've we've witnessed over the past few months. And kudos to your team to be able to pivot and you know really leverage this new uh, means of using your software, right, and, and show value. Uh, so, Pauline, talk to me about what 2021 looks like then, you know, for IWD and, and visual merchandising. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a, a magic ball, but I, what, what I can tell you is, I think everyone is ready for something else. I think everyone is tired of, of this year. I think everyone is ready for a new year. Um, I sense a lot of hope and excitement and you know, with the news and the vaccine around the corner. And I don't think it will go back to where we were for sure. Mm. Um, I think we will have all learned a lot from this period, which in a way can be can be positive as well. Yeah. Um, for our clients, I think they are also in kind of the less is more uh, viewpoint, meaning right. I think a lot of them are reducing assortments. That's a big thing just because they've had some issues with production during these past few months and they've realized that maybe they don't need to carry so many styles or so many skews. Mm. Uh, so that's something that we're seeing across the board. And I think people are also excited to, at some point, right, go back uh, safely in stores. Yeah. I know for myself, I shop mostly in stores, but that's also because of what I do. Right. Um, I'm really excited to be able to do that uh, soon, soon enough, and to not even think about or have something in the back of my mind, right? Mm. Uh, I miss the experience of being in a store and experiencing the products and witnessing an atmosphere uh, 
there's a lot of work that is put into making going to stores an experience and yeah, I think there's value to do that. So hopefully uh, going back shopping in real life, uh, a bit less time and spent on screens. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, definitely. I think, um, you know, it, it's fascinating too, because with your work, work, of course, to visual merchandising, a lot of our clients, uh, Lowe's being one of them, uh, we're seeing a lot of their customers are asking if they can even, if it's safe to go in the store, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot to be prepared for if, if you're a brick and mortar, definitely. Um, so, uh, let me follow that hard question up with a, a more difficult question or equal, uh, what recommendation do you have for these retailers who are looking to kind of elevate their experience in a safe, effective manner? So of course, and I think most of them by now have understood that, you know, there are some protocols to be, to be followed. And I think consumers are really expecting for safety and for feeling confident that they can walk the door and, and be in a safe environment where everyone will be protected. Right. Um, so I think that's stating the obvious, but I think in terms of brand image, it's definitely important that consumer can look pretty consistent across different channels um, and across different stores. I think, and that's less about what we do here, but I think omni-channel is going to be more and more important, definitely. People yeah. have been, you know, on the brand's websites for the past few months. Now, when they go back to the store, they'll have to feel like they are at the same brand. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult for a lot of retailers out there to do that right for now. Um, yeah, so I think... Definitely accelerating the omnichannel strategy optimization, that's going to be key. Uh, but I think stores should look really good when they are back to, to normal almost. Um, just yep. because people will have expectations and, you know, they will go back to driving their car and parking and, you know, actually physically making the effort of going into the store. If right. the stores don't look good enough, I think people will just go back online. Uh, so there's a great challenge ahead, but, you know, I think COVID has been an accelerator of trends, not really, we didn't see anything um, that, that wasn't in the works before, right? I think it's just accelerated a lot of things. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think retailers need to up their game in, in the visual field, and a lot of them are doing that already, so that's inspiring. Yeah, I'm super excited to see because um, I've mentioned a few times, you know, McKinsey has put out several studies about how disloyal customers have become, right? Because mm -hmm. convenience uh, is key right now. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to be fascinated as these stores start to open up with the, the level of experience and the, the way that they're able to lure customers in to make that effort to get in their car, to park the car, to go in the store uh, compared to sitting on their couch doing that same order. You know, it'll be fascinating. Yes, I agree. And I look forward to seeing that hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Pauline, uh, this is all of the time that uh, I promised I wouldn't bother you for too long. So we're at 20 minutes. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Thank uh, you so much. It's a pleasure to learn about IWD. It's very exciting to see what you guys are doing. And I'm super excited to see how you folks continue to pivot uh, and add value for your clients while stores start to reopen. Thank you so much, Terrence. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, and, and that's it. That's it for 2020. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed today's session. 
I can uh, see Fritz backstage sobbing into his elbow as we close out our wild 2020 with this last session today. Um, and first and foremost, to everyone who's tuned in so far, thank you so much for your support. Uh, but also a, a quick thank you to all of I Advise Marketing, especially our fearless leader in the U.S., Fritz Lauer, uh, who not only gave this conversation with a uh, baby of ours some real legs, uh, he got the attention of big-time CX leaders and innovators like Pauline and several others, and we were able to pass their valuable insights on to you. Uh, so thank you again to all of I Advise, all of our guests for 2020. Uh, and if for some reason, or not for some reason, if you have something exciting to share and you'd like to join us in 2021 as a speaker, uh, contact Fritz Lauer, our marketing lead. Uh, and of course, for any of you who are looking to make a career change uh, and join this rocket ship at iAdvise, where career pages is always buzzing with new jobs and opportunities. So we'll see you next in 2021. It sounds bizarre to say it. Uh, that year seems way too far ahead. Uh, but we'll see you January 5th with Jennifer DePasquale. And Jennifer is the president of Women in Retail, uh, Women in Retail Leadership, and also Total Retail. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you on January 5th.